Co-host Jeremy Scipio. And hey, my double OG younger homeboy, Planet Asia. Yeah, you know how we do. <laughs> yeah, man. this I, my I, guy I, for real. This ain't even an interview, man. I'm just catching up with my guy, man. This hey, is real shit. Not for real, for real. You want to have some nights, man? Oh man, <laughs> you probably remember shit I don't even remember. I, I believe you, man. Y'all were some wild, young, spry boys out there. On the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we Cali uh, calmed it up and hopped right. started off on one end of the country and went to the other end and came oh, back. Yo, do you know to this day, that's my, yo, I done been on a lot of tours in my life. That one tour is definitely the best tour I ever been on in my whole entire rap career. It'll take some other shit to top that right now, bro. Oh, man, I, I'll say this. Uh, I learned how to tour manage on that tour. <laughs> I, I, I was getting my feet up to manage yeah. tour managing because it was like, because, you know, we never really put it out there, but like uh, Brown came up with the tour. We brought it to the agency group and right. then they were like, okay, we're going to do all these super big things. But they just became ambitious, man, and we became victims of the right. of them Beverly Hills people, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> we became victims, man. I like, dude, it, that's a whole nother story, dude. Yeah, I already know. I already know. But I'll say this though: it was California communication shortened up the Calicom. The whole concept was Brown was like, "Yo, we can take California rappers." And we could put a tour together, right. and we could get about thirty to thirty-five mm-hmm. days. Uh huh. 
we hit 30 to 35 dates every year, but guess what? Right. There, yeah, there was only one little little thing we probably didn't think about too much when he came up with the plan. What? There's only so many California rappers and so many that we could afford. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the caravan up on the buses. Right, so right, right. After a couple years, it was just kind of like, man. And so then the agency group would just take uh, whoever had an album coming out or whoever right. had going on, and then they would call it CaliCom, but they were just trying to do it. But it was like, it was an incredible concept, but it was just, there was right. so many groups in our reign. But, uh, you know, I was grateful for it. For one, man, I got my feet wet with really having to deal with like, cause I want to say it was, it was you got it was Cali agents. Mm -hmm. uh, your boy, what was your boy, the, your other boys? I had Shake and Supreme with me. <laughs> basically like the yard, the, basically the yard. Yeah, yeah. Was Motion Man on that tour? Was, uh, was Master Kurt, yes he was. It was, oh, it was Motion Man to come Master Kurt. Yes it was. Oh my gosh, I had so much dough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, every fucking city. Souls of Mischief, you know what Souls I'm saying? Souls of Mischief, yeah. Far Side, it was sold out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, nah, it, was, it was a beautiful thing, man. And, and I'll tell you a trip. You guys would trip me out because, man, every city, because not to get into y'all's pockets or whatever, but no, right. a whole bunch of money, but every city, y'all was fresh to the mall to get whatever <laughs> you and Rascal, y'all was getting. Every jersey, every <laughs> yeah, man. I had a deal at that time. You know, I was on Interscope. Okay, I was on Interscope, and I had like independent records that was out during the time I was on Interscope. So it was like I was still collecting my like indie indie money, like you know what I'm saying? Okay, now that that's why I, that's why I felt invincible because I'm twenty something years old. You think you rich and shit? Your ass ain't rich. <laughs> you think? You can't tell a nigga he ain't rich when he ain't never had nothing, right? Hey, <laughs> right. I'll tell you something funny. Uh, I want to say, I won't give the country because I don't know whatever. But I saw mm. in Eastern, uh, in Eastern Europe, man. We was, we were, we was, we was out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He was in Czech Republic. He, yeah. he lived, he lived in Czech Republic for a little bit. Okay, yeah. No, we was at a show. Yeah. He was the last person I was looking to see. Right, what? He popped. Like, what? And he was like, "Yo, man, what's up, CaliCon? Woo de woo." And I'm like, "What?" And he was, and you, okay, you, when you, when you overseas, you can tell when somebody just got there, and right? Somebody's been there for a minute. And he was speaking right. the whole nine, so I was like, right. he, was, "He was, he was part of the fixture." So I was yeah, like, yeah. "For me, I just give anybody props anyway that can just uproot and go to Europe and just really." Right. You know, not couch surf, but really get into the where you know, like man, I, I give all props up to J Roll. Like man, J Roll, right, right. uh, wherever Christiana is, J Roll and J Roo, <laughs> both yeah. of them. We ran, <laughs> we ran into J Roo. Uh, we were in the UK, and we did a we did a we we were on this little tour thing, mm -hmm. and the end of January, beginning of February, in mm -hmm. a. MC, he was at the uh, London show and the Manchester show. Yeah, he's out oh, there. Okay. Yeah, he was out there for a while, man. Yeah, that was that was wild. 
But yeah, the Cali time, man. How long? How many years did that go on after that? We was heavily involved in like the first two years, and then uh-huh. it just went on. But I'll say it was, it was probably four years. Okay. Okay. Four years. But the but the uh, but the senior year, you know what I'm saying? The, the first yeah. year. And that, I mean, man, dude, like I said, it was, uh, and, and I had never heard of you before. I had never heard of you. I had never heard of Mark again. Right, but right. You cut Master Kurt. That's that's the props that I will give. I want to say the agency group had linked us up with Kurt. And right. like, oh, man, he'd be a cool DJ. You know what I'm right. saying? And, and that's why, speaking on CaliCom, I'll say not because of his success, but I would say in my top five MCs, I'd have to give credit purely on work ethic to Motion Man because right. dude, if it was five people out there or yeah. thousand people out there, he rocked it. All he needed was forty ounce, and he let. <laughs> we was talking him. Yeah, we was talking. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll say. I'll say. Uh. Motion with Rocket. If it was was five people, he Rocket. If it was a thousand, and right. dude gave it his all from beginning to end. And yeah. it was like for me, what I was used to before that, like it was only me dealing with the far side. So it's like right. when set time was, we were just you know we did our set time. We yeah. But dude, it was you know several people on the tour that didn't want to go on early. That wouldn't. All right. Nobody want to go on when ain't nobody out there, but uh, props out to Motion Man, man. He right, he, he tackled it like a G. Uh, yeah, man. You know yeah, that's 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 the tour bus era. Yeah, three tour buses deep, man. It was yeah, three. man. Oh man, I, you know what? I'll tell you the other era it was. I want to say I probably came back with like a. Fifteen hundred or two thousand dollar phone bill off that tour. You know what I'm saying? Oh, was, dang. Yeah. Oh yeah, because back then the next sales was they weren't no joke, bro. Next sales weren't joking right back then. The, the phone bills used to be fucking high, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, them shit used to be like a G every hey. time. Hey, man. man who, who was you talking to though? Ah, uh, dude. Uh, other promoters, other labels. He yeah. was talking. He was always on the phone when we was uh. uh Cause that's you know you got to think this is still a physical that was still a physical world so he dealing with shipping of vinyls CDs mm-hmm. you way over here you talking to people overseas that Rome shit that Rome shit hitting your phone once but your it, phone start roaming and then your shit might be roaming and you ain't even calling overseas no more it's just stuck on mm-hmm. Rome mm-hmm. you know what I mean put it, yeah. put it this way and you're not paying attention to that and next thing you know you get home and you've been you know you've been phone sexing with your girl. <laughs> Don't forget about that part. You know what I'm saying? And then by the time you get home, you're like, damn, my phone bill. Phone bill above 10 G's right now. No need to worry about counting handles that. Hey, Jeremy, for, for you to, to explain of what the phone bills were like in 2000, there was no unlimited. You was lucky. Yeah. Getting like oh, 30 oh, yeah. No, no, no. Remember when they came with the, uh, hey, no, no. Call me after nine when the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. With the thing, you have to wait till like after nine o'clock or some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any any time minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something. yeah. Right. And you have to pay for that that for that feature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this was back when it was like two G. You know what I'm saying? Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
wait, was uh wait, cause shit, uh what's the names was still out during that time? Was they uh, uh sidekicks? Was sidekicks still popping? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had I had a couple sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sidekicks was, uh, was that was like uh, a, a symbol of a, a, a status symbol at one point in time. Uh, of course. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You could, hey, put the, you could be, like, girl, put your number in the phone. You're like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'd be like, you be like, beam me. And then you'd be like, all right, now you got the, the information. <laughs> that was kind of fire. I'm surprised they don't have that on the cell phones where you could just get somebody number like, here, take my number. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't they don't they, it, man. So tell yeah, me. The, the chirp. What's, I remember the chirp. What's yeah. the planet Asia, man? Huh? What's the meaning behind Planet Asia? The meaning, well, uh, shit. I originally, my name back in the day was Asiatic. You know what I'm saying? Asiatic J. And then I went, when, before I actually came out with records, I wanted to change my name again. And I didn't want it to, because I didn't want it to sound primitive or outdated. So I um, went with Planet Asia due to the fact that in our lessons, in our lessons it says, why does the... Uh, Devil call our people Africans to try to divide us. And it talks about how the original people called the continent Asia. So I was like, Planet Asia. And they, you know, at one point in time, they called the whole world Asia. So I was like, damn, the planet did all start in Africa. And I was like, hold on. All started in Africa. A S I A. Yeah, Planet Asia. All started in Africa. And that's what, oh, that's wow. how I did it. I was like, that's hard. <laughs> that's how that sort of all started in Africa, you know? If you would have given a million dollars with Ed to tell you to answer that question, man, I still be. <laughs> that was the most, uh, yeah, that, that was the deepest name. Because, you know, Asiatic, Asi you heard Big Daddy K say uh, Asiatic, acrobatic. Asiatic, you know, is in, 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 as a 5% of the, in the student enrollment, the first, the first, the first uh, question they asked you was who was the original man? And the answer is, the original man is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, and God of the universe. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. You might have heard that in a brand Nubian song. The maker, yeah. the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, God of the universe. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. and also uh, Nas, Nas too. Yeah, like an yeah. Afrocentric <laughs> Asian, half man, half amazing. amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so how how did you hook up with uh, Cutmaster Kirk? Uh, Rasco. Oh, okay. Because Cutmaster Kirk made a single called Take It Back Home that was on Rasco's first album, and that's the song that I was on. We shot a video to it. He was actually in the video, too. That was my first time meeting Cutmaster Kirk. I didn't even know at that time that he was working with uh, Cool Keith. I only knew Cool Keith for doing, like, Ultra Magnetic MCs and his one solo album, uh... Uh, 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 Papa Large and all that. I didn't know nothing about the indie stuff yet until I came into that world. Because mm -hmm. we kind of like at the beginning of that, the, this this renaissance, the new, the renaissance that came back, but we we kind of from the beginning of it, you know, when it was still kind of like on a mainstream scale with the raucous records and all the rest of the things. It was indie, but it still had a push to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. oh, man, we were... When we was messing with Indy, we was like the, the we weren't like, okay, E-40 and all of them had did it, but on a, on a different kind yeah. of hip hop, you know, we had our place, it was on our side, we had our indie thing going, high right. road, 
Iroh had their empire, you know what I'm saying? They was off in the mix going. Right, and then, right. back then it was just kind of like the the scrabble for distribution deals, you know what I'm saying? Who right, could, right. Who get them. So it's like, and it's funny because I was talking to Razcast uh a couple weeks ago, and uh. I was like, or rather, we were saying how like right around 93, 94, no, right. I'll say 90, I'll say from 91. 91 to about 93, 94. Uh, nothing to get a $300,000 deal, dude. Like, you didn't have to prove nothing. Quite shit, yeah. Yeah. Today, that's like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That, you know, yeah. I got 300000 and 75000 under the table when I signed my deal. Oh, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I signed it there, but I was like, I want some money off record too. Wow. Wow. Like I want my own money straight to me. You know what I mean? Wow. Okay. Yeah, then was the day. So I was like, yeah. We need to do a real document. You know what's crazy? I really I, you know, I found out my first deal, I I got my first deal was way bigger than Nas. When I found out what he actually wow. got and 50s, I'm like, damn, I really got a lot of money compared to these dudes, even. I got more wow. money for my deal. The Nas did for his first album and uh fucking 50 Cent. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, I probably got more money off my first indie check than uh Meek Mills or somebody or some shit like that. Because they these dudes, they making a lot of money. I'm not taking away from what they making. There's other ways they're making money, but I'm saying like the traditional way how we would just get the advancement. My shit. Was bigger. Far side mm-hmm. shit was way bigger. I don't even got to talk about far side. This shit was Fuji level by their second album. Shit. <laughs> I heard about y'all. I heard about. I heard about the budget y'all was blowing. I, I got. I got. I done heard far real money, money far side stories from people that used to work with them. Like bro, five hundred thousand used to fly fly past our table all the time. Like what? Yeah, the PD. Them, you know, yeah, that was a very like interesting. what? Like, you, you, yo, I get yo, trust me, dude. I've been in the game for a long time. <laughs> Only like Cardi B and them is getting that right now. <laughs> no, I believe it's a lot of 300, 360 deals, it's a whole lot of 360s, a lot of 360s. But I'm saying, just like, I'm saying, like, like, like sponsors and, and you know, uh, other, you know, like, you know, uh, 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 uh you know, uh, Cross cross promotion shit and all that. They about the only ones getting that type of money right now. They ain't no like regular rappers getting that randomly all the time. That's why you see rappers uh and they just be advertising stuff every day. You know what I'm saying? Like that's they, you know, that's yeah. how they, yeah. they advertise. Uh, right. I'm doing bar mitzvahs, I'm doing parties, I'm doing drops, I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing everybody. Hey, right. I'm locking the hustle right. though. I'm right. Hip hop changed, man, but it's different ways, man. It's different ways. You know, it's other ways of getting money, man, because I've seen it up close. And, you know, a lot of people don't believe it, but the indie world right now is back again, man. Wow. The indie world is back again. Um, my, brother 38, my brother 38 Special out there tearing their ass up. Huh. Huh. He out there tearing their ass up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm seeing it, you know, with the resurgence of the physicals, vinyls. Yeah, and, and digital and all that combined yeah. with the merch. Yeah. So tell me this. 
who came before Run DMC or what group resonated with you that made you say, man, I want to rap? Fat Boys. What? The Fat Boys. <laughs> okay. I, I got to keep it up. <laughs> it was the Fat Boys for me. And they, yeah. And you heard I'm not like from this. I don't, I'm not, I wasn't really into that 70s hip hop shit, man. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I wasn't. I wasn't a, I wasn't a Curtis Blow Kumo D fan, my nigga. I didn't like that shit. I thought that was old. You know how old you know how the young dudes treat our shit uh today? I used to be like that about them. Like that shit is old. Them niggas old. I used to say that in like 85. If you weren't going, if your raps weren't like a devastating Mike controller sound of fun, Sadie, I wasn't fucking with you. Hey. And then my ear came out. When Rakim came out, they definitely weren't getting no. Uh, when Rock, by the time Rakim and, Rakim and Kane came, I wasn't trying to mm. hit no Kumo D. Mm. Curtis Blow, my dude. Melly Mel. And I know everybody, mm. Melly Mel got me into this shit. Nah, that ain't my ever, bro. Mm. I'm, born, I'm born in 76. So, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, me actually liking rap music, even when Sugar Hill Gang came out, I didn't look at that as rap music. And Lord Behold, come to find out that wasn't really a rap song. But uh, I I was a Sugar Hill fan of that song, but I didn't look at that as rap. That wasn't that I didn't look at that like yo, I need to, uh, this thing called rap. I didn't feel like that shit until I heard Rock the Bells. When I heard Rock hey. the Bells, I was like, what the fuck is that? Hey. Like what? Hey. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, like this different. If, you know, Run DMC and L. You know, it was just. That shit started it for me. I mean, Fat Boys, it went from Fat Boys, Run DMC to LL. LL was like the Michael Jackson of that shit for me. Niggas can uh-huh. say what they want. He was Michael Jackson, period. Like, and, and I, yeah, you know why I, I can like say that? Enough credit. I always say this shit in a lot of my interviews, but the reason why I say that, because I'll never forget when it was a magazine cover with a split and it had Michael Jackson and LL Cool J on it. Like, mm. who's the baddest? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because mm. Mike had I'm bad and LL had I'm bad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at that point, I went with L. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm definitely a hip-hop dude. That's when I knew. Because <laughs> we was all Michael Jackson out early 80s because the thriller is off the wall and shit. So he was like the LL Cool J. And it, Michael Jackson was every rapper at once to me. You know what I'm saying? If you want to talk <laughs> about like what magic is and like mm-hmm. unbelievable shit, somebody you want to be like, but you know you'll never be like this motherfucker because he just <laughs> Mike was just like God damn am I will I ever be good at anything because this <laughs> thing is unbelievable and then finally hip hop made it a little bit easier like okay I could probably get into this <laughs> and then I heard uh, stick him ha, ha, stick him that fucked me up hey. you know what I'm saying that fucked me up and then Crush Groove came out that was just like for my age bracket you know what I'm saying sweatsuits. I never liked that Melly Mel shit. They dressed androgynous. <laughs> I was into karate and kung fu at that time. So them niggas look like my uncles in there. No disrespect, but they all look like my uncles. Uh, my uncles had perms and shit. I didn't have a perm, bro. You know what I'm saying? We had short haircuts <laughs> and high-time fades. I, didn't, yeah. I never had a jerry curl ever in my life. So a rapper with a curl, I couldn't be in the Curtis Blow like that. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, that's just how it is. It's kind of like a kid today. If, if you 21 years old, you don't want to see no nigga in no biggie, no big baggy ass jeans and Timberlands. You're like, who the yep. fuck is this nigga? 
get the fuck out of here with that 1998 keep it real bullshit. That's how they gonna talk to you. If you don't I lose an inch off of my jeans every year. You feel what I'm saying? I lose an inch. I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay, this is too big exactly. now. Yeah, you gotta uh -huh. take it down. Dude, that's funny. <laughs> the thing about it is, that's why I've been able to stay relevant though. Mm. Because you're only good as you're only good as your your uh predecessor. So your when you say your when you say your era, like your height, like what what age would you say that was? Like, like I'm 43 going on 44. Uh, um, I'll be 44 in a few days. But like LL Cool J, Rakim, Big Daddy Kang, G Rap, just those, you know, uh Ice Cube, uh, uh you know, just all that shit just coming at you back to back to back to back to back, you know. Special man, saying, what, you know what, what I'm saying? Age were you um, like, that was like junior high school for you, right? Oh, I was like nine or ten, like ten, like nine or ten, because I went to my first concert around nine, ten years old at '86. Yeah, it's like ten years old in '86. I went to see LL Cool J. Okay, well, uh, what junior high school did actually, you go to? Actually, actually, Run DMC, LL Cool J. What's that? What's that? What junior high school did you go to? I went to junior high at Tioga Middle School in Fresno. Oh, but, okay. But I was in uh, I was still in elementary school when I went to the uh, CL. Oh, yeah, I'm still in elementary. Hell, man. I don't think he get enough credit, man. And, and Rakim, you know what I'm saying? Like I seen it, he, that was '86 when I seen Rakim. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But that was because of Mr. Magic. That's when we used to get the Mr. Magic um, rap attack uh, uh, vinyls, and you get like it's like a compilation of songs on them shits, and you could just. That's how I kind of like figured out like all the new rap. And I was hella young. So that's the first time I ever heard Dana Dane. First time I heard uh, fucking uh, Eric B for president. First time I heard uh, Sweet T. Um, a lot of shit. Uh, 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 sound like a code, man. That sound like a cheat code, man. What, what? Getting the compilation records, man. Getting to pick through all the stuff, man. We yeah, yeah. That's that was my first time hearing Eric B for president was on Mr. Magic Rap Attack, and I didn't, you know, we wasn't, we it, we were so young and it, it was shit was so new we wasn't even saying rock can we just be like yo that new Eric B is fire you didn't start saying <laughs> like he came with like a solo album the whole time he was with Eric B we was like yo you heard that new Eric B you know what I'm saying yeah. and then DOC came out you know I got to see all this shit live so that's what kind of made me. Who I am. I seen this shit live, even down to like NWA and Too Short, the Two Live Crew. I was wow. there. I got to see wow. that shit. Wow. So I seen Easy E perform with Ice Cube. I seen DOC live. So it's for me, it's just yeah, I Jerry got that energy. I seen Red Man when nobody was there to see his ass. I seen Leaders at the New School with De La Soul, Candy, with forty people in the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Like I was there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that energy is a different type of energy when you get to see the growth and development of artists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember niggas before. Look, I, yo, you will be keeping a, a buck with you in high school, probably like my eleventh grade year in high school. We was, you know, I was always trying to get it. By, by the time I got to high school, I'm, I'm shopping for deals at this time. You know what I'm saying? Um, I started shopping for a deal ever since 10th grade, you know what I'm saying? So by the time I got to 11th grade, I remember one time we went to uh, the Soul Chain Music Awards 
and niggas kept mistaking us for the far side. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jack the Rapper. And Jack the Rapper. Everybody thought we was far side, bro. <laughs> Before we performed, we was like, nah, that ain't that thing. We, we looked kind of, you know, I had dreads. My boy got the earring in his nose. He got dreads. We all got dreads and shit. We just got that native <laughs> tongue. We love. That's what we was far side. And our show was wild. Our show was else. And it was like, yo, y'all, y'all, we almost got to deal with fucking um, Dallas Austin because of that shit. It's like, yo, y'all remember me like the far side or some shit, man. Mm-hmm. Man. Man, it was, it was no. why I went through. I went through my errors. I told you, <laughs> uh, I first saw Dallas Austin when um, Brown Imani and our other homeboy was cool with the boys, and Dallas had drove out here from uh, Atlanta. Right, man, it had to be probably ninety, maybe. You know 90. what's crazy? All those, all those, man. I met so many people growing up. That they would never remember that shit. I remember Babyface gave me his gave me his wife's number. That goes to show you how young I was. He's like, yeah, man, just call my wife, man. You know what I'm saying? Here, here's her number. Da, da, da. I'm like, wow. Wow. I didn't even, you know, that shit wasn't even registering with me like that. Him, um, Dallas Austin, Jermaine Dupree. Uh, he he'll never remember that he met me. I remember we begged him to try to get him to watch us perform, but he didn't stay. Um Fucking, uh, <laughs> I mean, so many people, dude. Uh, DJ Premier, well, Premier remember me from when I was 14, though. That's why we always talk about that shit. Cause I performed that. We, we accidentally, Remo. we actually bum rushed the show that they performed at. It was E40 and the Click, Gangstar, X Clan, and some shit like that back in the day. This is like 94, 93, 94. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rascal, well, you know, Rascal is like six years old. Six, what shit? Yeah, he's six years older than me. Wait, no, no. Yeah, he's six years older than me. Rascal's six years older than me. So you gotta, you gotta think. I was in the eighth grade when he was going to Fresno State. I was already known rhyming at that time. I was already doing shows. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He was a dancer. I was already rhyming. He was dancing for a rap group. Oh wow. Rasco, Rasco's uh introduction to being an MC was kind of like I, I stumbled a, like an accident. He didn't know he was that good. He didn't know he was better than the niggas he was dancing for. Dang. He rhymed on one song and that was it. Like, oh shit! It was like one of the moments. Like, oh, I think y'all need to be having it. And I'm wrong. <laughs> Matter of fact, now nah, he need to rhyme by himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so when he graduated out of uh, Fresno State, he went back to the Bay, and he did. He ended up doing an unassisted and whatnot. And now at this point, I might have been shit, man. Tango, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no. Nah, the, the person that he was, the the the, the, art, the MC that he used to dance for was already in college. I met him when I was in junior high. When Rasco came to Fresno State, I got to uh, high school. When he, uh, by the time he graduated, I was in my last year of high school because I got kicked out of high school in the 10th grade. And so, like, I graduated in 95. 
96, he recorded Unassisted, if I'm not mistaken. I think it came out at the end of 96, and he dropped his album, Time Waits for No Man, I want to say either 97 or 98. I think it was 97. Yeah, it was 97. Um, and um, he used to call my grandmother's house telling me, like, yo, man, if you think I'm doing some shit, wait till the world get a load of you. And I used to think he was gassing me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I'm fucked up. I'm in a, you know, I'm in the hood hood. I don't know what I'm about to do with my life. I'm lying and acting like I'm going to school every day. And I'm not, I mean, this is after high school. I graduated already, but I'm fronting like I'm going to college, but I'm really not. I'm just waking up and leaving the crib. Yeah. Going to my partner house down the block, coming home later in the day, acting like I've been at school, waiting on my, just waiting like, damn, what am I going to do? And so I just took a chance and left. I went to Oakland. You know, I jumped, after I jumped on his song, the crowd went crazy. You know, the world went crazy. Then I ended up doing a joint for Peanut Butter Wolf, and that shit really went crazy. Whoa. Like, he put out some kind of sampler tape during the Gavin. And during that Gavin, my it's like my shit called Wildfire. Mm. Yo, you, know you, 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 man, you dropped some names, though. Like, <laughs> like, you, like, everyone triggered, like, a little memory for me. It's kind of funny. You took me through, like, a whole... Like, like your your one story was like like a catalog of of the greatest. Or not, I'm not gonna say the greatest. It's just like the entire rap game for me in a nutshell. Yeah, man, it was it was wild, man. Like, you know, I really my life, man, is really like a fucking a Cinderella fucking movie or some shit, man. Like, from really from a kid looking at all this shit, like, damn. Am I good enough for this shit? And I'm, I'm in a city where this never happens. Like, no. Making it out of Fresno or, or being even heard or even being thought of. You know what I'm saying? But now I'm past that shit. I know I'm the illest at this point. But hey. you know what I'm saying? But I still trip off it. I still trip off of it. Cause I know that dudes that live in metropolitan areas and big cities, they take shit for granted because they grew up around a lot of shit. It's a difference when you never see nobody and that these dudes become fans of you and, and, and telling you, you the one. And you mm -hmm. like, damn, this is what I, you know, getting money is cool, but when you really get that assurance from your peers that what you're doing is right, it's like, that's a different type of feeling, man. Mm -hmm. What's your uh, favorite collaboration? Oh, uh, Shit, I don't know, man. I don't really know. My favorite collaboration? I mean, my favorite... I love to collaborate with my partner, Tri-State. You know what I'm saying? That's my favorite collaboration because we 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 think the same. We rap the same. We know how... When, when me and him rhyme, that shit's tribal. It ain't even got nothing to do with nothing. Like, we, we rapping from a certain species. We look at everybody else as mortals. Not like we're rapping better than you we just not on the same shit as everybody else. We mm. looking at everybody like they're humans. We don't do human rap when, when me and him <laughs> specifically. When me and him rhyme together, we speaking, it's like we speaking an ancient language. We look at every other rapper like normal. Like, yeah, that was cute. That's cool. You could battle rap. Yeah, you got bars, punchlines. Whoa. You don't have that <laughs> magic, though. We got this magic. You don't have enough knowledge yourself to be able to play with because even if you do got knowledge yourself, you still being too preachy with it and you don't know how to, your seasoning ain't right. 
I mm. hit you over the head with a jewel, and you won't realize it till later that damn, he just dropped. Mm. He just dropped a lesson on me, and I'm barely catching this shit. And I'm when you put it together, you're like, oh shit. He was mm. saying that, like, and that's what we do, because we juggle, mm -hmm. we juggle stock footage of, 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 of information. Mm -hmm. We rock it like it's like it's the, the latest fashion. So we don't, we don't, you know, we don't do the <laughs> Pan-African rap, I, I want to say, or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's esoteric. It's esoteric gangster shit. It's esoteric. Ooh. It's esoteric energy. You know what I'm saying? Because we deal with a lot of schools of thought. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Me, everybody attributes me to being a 5%er. Yes, I'm a 5%er, but, you know, born universal, true. We all study. We study many different things. So, so when it comes to rap, I'm not just a 5%er. I kind of like give everything because I don't like to be caught pigeonholed in nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. well, so when I'm doing when I'm rhyming, I'm, I'm it's kind of like how they how they feed uh, 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 subliminal message to you, subliminal messages to you with Coca Cola and Pepsi or pizza. Ah, and you might <laughs> they might flash a word real fast. You don't even see it, and you know you wondering why you want you in the you in the mood for some wings. And a soda because this motherfucker done flash some shit. So we do the opposite. You wondering why all of a sudden you don't want to eat meat no more. Why all of a sudden? I cause I don't never tell you not to do that shit in my songs. It's just how I say shit. All of a sudden you just <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to do something else. Mm -hmm. It's it, it's like the same energy that makes you go. Damn, that's an ill-ass polo shirt, right? Mm. I will make you want to go get a book like that. Mm. You'll mm. feel that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm -hmm. that's how that's how me and Tri-State, when we make music, we do it like that in a fashionable sense. We make knowledge, have the knowledge itself look cool. Mm -hmm. Tell me this. Some MCs, they focus on uh, membership. Some MCs focus on style like how they rap how they say stuff when you work in what do you focus on everything you just said because we you gotta you gotta understand uh you know we here for the babies man so so if you gotta not lose that you gotta know like okay it's certain shit that i love that i know i can't just be 100% of just because I love it. If I really want to succeed in what I do, I got to, without, it's a way you do that without losing yourself. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's about styles. It's about, you know, being fresh, man, because you could be saying some real shit, but if it ain't fresh, it ain't fresh. That's why just because you're a gangster or, or, or a street dude, that don't mean you're going to be a dope rapper. Too many times people be thinking, oh, if I, if, you know, I've been to jail. I done shot niggas. I should be able to rap. No, that doesn't mean that you should rap. You don't have enough memory muscle in you to do what I do. You have to have dick this mm. enough times. The passion. Mm. Yeah, and your, and your art, your art of writing ain't strong enough because you ain't did it enough. Mm. And yeah, everybody can write a rap, but everybody mm. can't master cadences. I know for a fact I've tapped into certain things that I do nonchalantly, and it comes from years of writing, writing. I've been writing since I was fucking nine years old, so you know how they say 10,000, imagine 10 million. You know what I'm saying? Mm. 
if you they say you got to do ten, something ten thousand times, imagine doing it ten million times mm. in your sleep while you're fucking, while you're shitting, while you're eating, da da da, because you love it like Kobe loves basketball, or you know what I'm saying. So my how mm-hmm. I how we like I said we looking at this shit different. The the, the whole thing that the, you know in order for me to scratch where it itch. Don't got shit to do with selling records or even making money, but I mm-hmm. can't tell that to y'all. So when I'm doing it, I don't even, re- I don't even care. I don't really do it for people to like give me props for it, because you have to be an elite person that knows what I'm doing. You got to know what I'm doing to understand what I'm doing. You can, I'll give you the surface shit, the beats, the fly shit, like he said, the pimp shit, da da da. But it's other shit in there if you listen. You're gonna get, mm-hmm. and then you, and if you really listen, you'll be like, "Oh, he's killing it too!" Like, oh, <laughs> he's oh, he not just rapping, I, like, because most if you know most people that you know when they t- t- talk to me about my my the way I rhyme, they're like, "Bro, I can't never tell when you're about to rhyme, but it always drop. You always drop it power, and they be like, ah." Cause I'm like, yeah, cause we're not trying to. I'm not trying to really rap to you, like structure rap to you. I've broken all that shit. I know how to still. I know how to draw to where you still gonna. I'm gonna still catch them pockets that you that need to be hit. But my in betweens ain't gonna be nothing. I'm not gonna start the rap how you know how you used to hearing people start their raps off. Not doing none of that. So so my whole approach to how I make music is just different because it's from years of recording, recording, recording. I'm recording right now. As soon as I get up here. My, my boys, my boys in here never even been in New York. They we about to try to <laughs> record something right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Back. So who's your top five? Top five MCs. I don't really have a top five because I love everybody's style for the for it is, but technically you you know you got like I mean it's a lot of shit man for a lot of reasons. You know I love it could go from E40 to Black Thought, you know what I'm saying? See how extreme that is? Yeah. I can go from E40 to Black Thought, G Rap, Paramount, uh, 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 fuck it, uh, um, so it'd be like, it ain't really, man, it's a lot of different styles, man, because, you know, you got okay. the underground, right now in the underground, you got Griselda, you got Rock Marciano's. You know what I'm saying? You got, yeah. you know, certain certain shit. My man Hus Kingpin is my favorite right now. Um, Rome Streets. You got a lot of nice dudes right now. So I don't really, I don't really have numbers, man. I just like, I like what I like. This, if you ask me what, what wave I'm in, like the wave I'm into is like, you know. But it's like top five all time. all time. All time? Yeah. That gotta be like Rakim, Too Short, um, LL Cool J, uh-huh. Ice Cube and Nas. He <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, man. Nas is just Nas, man. And, you know, the motherfuckers can be mad, but somebody has to be the chosen one. And it's him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Outside of me. Smooch ain't saying it, but Nas, Nas my favorite rapper. You know, that's why that's why every time he say that. <laughs> oh, you that shit? Nah, I don't, I don't Nas like- come up every episode. 
every episode. I don't do it though. I, I, I want to be clear that I don't do it though. Nas, Nas carried. <laughs> the thing is, is Nas carried on the L Rock him thing with the L Matic shit. So just the fact that he knew what he was doing at that age for me will always stick with me. Period. Mm-hmm. Like it's just he gave out a blueprint of, yo, my niggas, this is how you rhyme. Like this is rap right here. Like this is rap right here, my nigga. This is you know. 40 ounce staircase. I'm about to kick this shit to you. You about you can close your eyes and see what the fuck I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Niggas didn't know nothing about that shit when he came out, man. So it was just like, yo, he introduced some shit. It was like rock, it was like rock cam coochie rap mixed in one. You got the science and the street shit. And basically, we all kind of come from that tree because he that really tragedy Gaddafi. You know, he don't get enough credit. He one of my top fives. Really, because you can't really, in my eyes, you can't say Nas without tragedy for Nas. What? What's the connection? Yeah. What's the connection? So you got to understand Queens Bridge rap. You got to understand the aura of how Nas rhymes. When Nas first came out on live from the barbecue, I thought that was tragedy. I thought that was tragedy. Man, I literally just... thought that was tragedy for half a year. I was like, "Yo, Chad's murdered that." Because he already had a song called Arrest the President. So when I heard him say, kidnap the president's wife without a plan, I'm like, yo, tragedy is on this bullshit again. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, listen to tragedy, my nigga. Listen to tragedy. Get out. Listen to his shit now. How he rhymes. Yo, that shit is like that level. It's that Queensbridge shit. You know what I'm saying? Him, yeah, Nas, Nas, tragedy, Killer Shaw, and Capone got the same style, bro. What? Listen to him. Nas, Capone, Tragedy, and Killer Shot. When when, when, tragedy, knew. Tra- when Tragedy formed CNN, he he wasn't interested in Nori. He was trying to sign Capone because he felt like Capone was like a streeter version of Nas. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, that's that. They all from the, they from the wait. He from 12th Street, I think. Yeah, they all from the same area. You that's all. They all grew up together. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't have paid me any amount of money if somebody would have said Planet Asia is going to give you a history lesson tonight. You know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> I know all that shit, man. You know, and half, half these niggas I know. I know these niggas personally. Tragedy, mm-hmm. Twin, Big Twin. I don't know Nas personally, but my, my brother is signed to Nas, so it's just like, you know. Well, who's, who's your brother? Fashion. You know what I'm saying? Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, he signed a massive pill. I didn't know that. That's not yeah, my I know, I know, brother, yeah. but that's my little brother. Oh, okay, like, okay, okay. You know, we I've been knowing him since he was 15. I put him on some of his okay. first stages. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Right, right. So we are from the same clock. We come come from a certain type of clock. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm just an old man, man. I'm remembering young hot Asia out on yeah. the you know, seeing ready to conquer the world. You understand? Know <laughs> Understanding the man he's grown up to be, man, the knowledge and the thing, the little nook he's gathered around. Now I'm over here on the stores, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's tight. That's tight. So tell me this who's been your favorite producer that you work with? My favorite producer? Shit, man. Um, Dirty Digs, man. My guys, right now, man, because they, they, we, I, it's so comfortable. We make that shit. It's like second nature, man. Like, you know, they music fit me. One of my favorite producers is Mad Lib, of course. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. I love I haven't got to work with Knotts. He's one of my favorite too. You know what I'm saying? Knotts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nazi. But right now I'm working with Scratch and this shit is 
crazy, man. I feel like we in the, I feel like a Def Jam kid, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right now. Nah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. I'll say, uh, yeah. But hold on. Battle Cat. He don't get enough credit. Mm. But he does. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's a trip. Nah, he, they don't really know because they all everybody think Battle Cat only make like you know G funk type beats. Yeah. Nah, this nigga is he he well rounded, bro. He's a musician. He's a he's musician. a musician. He's like a Dilla, bro. He's like if Dilla was a musician. Yeah. He DJ. Mm-hmm. He play the kids. He do the talk box shit. All that shit, man. I saw. Him oh, in- oh, mm-hmm. but hold on. See now you got me in my bag. The best producer <laughs> in the world is DJ Khalil. Period. Hands down. I thought you were going to say Premier. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, say that shit. I'll say that shit for the rest of my life. So when you say Khalil, yeah. you mean Khalil that did uh, uh, what, what was Homeboy's name that blew up in Germany? Uh, I'm talking about Dr. Dre's right hand man, he, DJ Khalil. Yeah, he, he made Kush. He, he made did, that song he did Kush. That. He did uh, yeah. some sort of like a big deal for uh for he clips. He did uh he did yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's on hard. He did some shit for Nas, he did a lot a bunch of shit for Jay. But beyond his commercial shit, I just never met a producer that could fuck with him when it comes to just push and play. What was Ever. homeboy's What was Homeboy's name that uh because he produced Homeboy, Homeboy that was like the uh for the do-over? I think it was the do-over. He was the oh, MC. Oh, 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 you talking about uh 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 yeah, I know you're talking about the singer dude. He had the big the big yeah. record. He blew up from the do-over. Yeah. He used to host that shit, man. He had the shit with Mark Wahlberg on on that on that on HBO. Yeah. Then uh, what was his name, bro? He's singing shit. I know you're talking about dark skinned brother with the pointy nose. <laughs> yeah. I know you I can't think of his name either, but he blew up. I mean yeah, he, he super blew up, yeah. Uh, he was like Khalil did do that, huh? Damn. Yeah, no, nah, he worked. He nah, that was just that was he. He worked with him heavy. He worked with him heavy. Wow. And then, Yo, uh, we done already went through an hour, man. That's crazy, man. I know. Man. I know. Yo, man. I gotta get. I gotta get to this session, though, man. I I wish I could stay longer, man. You nah. know. No, nah, that's all good, dude. I appreciate. Well, you. I got one well. last one that I want to get from you, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Where do you think the progression of all this shit is gonna go? As far as live performances and COVID, shit, man. I, ooh, either digital pay per view or motherfuckers <laughs> gonna be pulling up the backyard buggies. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be on our Jaru shit. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Catch me in Far Side at your bar mitzvah for twenty thousand. <laughs> well, well, no, nah, man. I want to appreciate. I want to say I appreciate you for looking out, man. It was Yo, a, smooth, man. You know you're my brother, man. You get anything from mm-hmm. me, bro. We you gonna know? have to do it again after this so project, project, though. I'm gonna have to get it at you about the other shit, though, too. With the, with yeah. The, with the, no, I'm, I'm gonna hit you tomorrow. Get at I'm, me tomorrow about that, for real, for real. Anything you want to shout out? Any projects? Anything you want people to keep their eye on? Yo, I got a lot of projects dropping. Me, DJ Scratch, uh, fucking Holy Water with me and Thirty Digs. Uh, uh, me and Mussolini, uh, uh, Feral Chain. Uh, uh, I got so many projects dropping, man. Back to back to back to back. I'm, a, I'm like the Mac Dread Underground, man. 
Well, no, nah, man, do your thing. And uh, shoot, we'll tap back in with you after the uh, Scratch uh, project is finished. Yes, sir.